an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. Hey guys, welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and we have not only a full studio today, but we, we've got a full set. So I've got Bob here in studio, we've got Sean here in studio, we have Kevin on a remote feed, and, and I believe the phone lines are open too, right? So people can call in as well? Last I checked, they're still working. Yep. Beautiful, awesome. So I'm going to apologize to those of you who are watching the live stream right now. Uh, I left a piece of equipment at home. So the only thing you're going to see on the live stream is my face through my webcam instead of uh, the setup we normally have where you can see, like, Sean and yeah, stuff like that. I'm missing anything. <laughs> yeah, Sean, oh, no, Andrew, we can't see you in 4K anymore. I know. What are yeah, we going to do? It's terrible. I'm pretty upset. We're, we're down to 1080. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> so, how come we can't see Kevin? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to have to figure out how to, how to tie Kevin in remotely, too, when he's, uh, when he's here. And, uh, Kevin? in the Liberty Closet, isn't he? Yeah, I'm in the Liberty Closet today. You, you only, it's not that exciting anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so welcome to the show. This is Radio Free New York. And uh, today is Friday, which means it is fake news friday what that means for those of you who might not be familiar with fake news friday is at the end of the show the last 15 12 minutes of the show we're going to uh read some article headlines and all of us here in studio oh we've, we've got the the cool theme music and everything rolling um what what we do at the end of the show is we're going to read news headlines and you guys are going to guess and, and so will we in studio whether or not uh, it's fake news. And the best part is when we – nobody knows what each other brings into the studio. So it's not like we know either. It's uh, it's always a surprise for us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but before we break into today's topics, I, I want to address – I feel like I've talked about this all week long. So I'm going to keep it short. Um, but I keep seeing people complaining about Wegmans charging five cents for paper bags. And I got to say, like, and, and I see some, like, pretty deep, like, seven-paragraph-long posts about how Wegmans is just so greedy. They're charging five cents for paper bags. Um, guys, if you don't like it, don't shop at Wegmans. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what well, else to say. There there are so many other um, grocery this stores. This is Western New York. That's not an option. I, I, I know, clearly. Like, you know, so so here's, here's my thing. Um, you know who gives away free paper bags with the food is Tahoe's, right? So instead of getting groceries from Wegmans, just go to Tahoe's, live on garbage plates. Oh. The paper bags come free <laughs> with your meal. Um, I'm sure it's balanced. It's healthy. It's good for you. No question. And- <laughs> the the uh, uh, Trader Joe's has got free bags, too. Do they? See, free paper yeah, bags. They have the free bags. I mean, if you go to Aldi, you just 
scramble and grab some boxes and throw all your groceries in that. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, they do have the the, the fabric uh, reusable bag at Aldi's that I use. Yeah, yeah. So so there's a lot of options. Um, the newest life hack I saw this morning is people are just asking the Wegmans employees to put the groceries back in the cart and they're not using a bag at all and they're just loading them to their car. Great, do that, you know. Um, mm. I, I certainly am not in favor of the plastic bag ban. However, I think it's kind of silly us complaining about paying five cents for a bag too. Like what if, I don't understand is if you bring in your own plastic bags to Wegmans, they won't they won't let you put them in the plastic bags you already own. The, they won't let you do the the one time use ones, but the other ones you can. You, you can. Yeah, bring well, what's, 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 the, what's the beef with the one time ones? I mean, I who cares no what? Yeah, I don't know. Is it, is it like a sanitation thing? I mean, you think you get the same issues with the other reusable bags, right? Exactly. No, I mean, so so my thing is like they're a private entity; it's private property. Like they can do whatever they want, and if if everybody is this upset about it, let's all stop shopping at Wegmans, and they'll change it. Right. Perfect. Um, that's, that, by, that's by the way, opinion. tops will yeah. let you bring in your own plastic uh, bags. So. There, there you go. And maybe this is what saves tops. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> you know? I mean, they are a private entity, but you know, we, we have the internet for complaining about things. So that's yes. what we're going to do. We're going to yeah, complain sure. loudly until they cave into our demands. Yep, absolutely. I, I just think that the complaining isn't going to do anything. Like if, if you really feel this strongly about it, you got to stop shopping there. And uh, which well, it's is, very inter- it's very interesting that Wegmans is one of the early uh, uh, opponents of the plastic yeah. bag ban. Oh yeah, no, and then absolutely. all of a sudden there's a big turnaround. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think that's really interesting. Um, I th- this whole thing has been like pretty interesting. I'm just sitting here quietly pondering. Like you're saying, don't shop at Wegmans, and I'm just thinking. <laughs> What other reason do I have to stay in Western New York? I mean, without Weggies, I mean, well, well I mean, I, really I'm a, not too much left. I'm a big proponent of garbage plates, Sean. I, I don't know. So yeah, I, I lived on That's them not... through most of high school and part of college. You, you know, so uh, okay, well, garbage uh, plates. Get your paper bags. You're all yep, set. Yep. Wegmans is everywhere, folks. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's the other thing. You can you can go Wegman's, and was it four states now? Pennsylvania, Maryland, Massachusetts, Virginia, think, oh, North, Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Yep, yeah. So they're 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 all over the place. Um, but yeah, so I, I saw that this morning. People are posting like, "Oh, here's the new life hack to save five cents um, <laughs> is to just have them load into the cart." Uh, so yeah, I like that. It's more challenging anyway. You know how you, you can like grab like 30 bags at a time and try to bring them in. The mm-hmm. next step up is just trying to bring in the groceries without the bag. One trip, do it. Yep, yep. It's going to be impressive. That, that's what I want to see. I want to see Instagram stories and TikTok videos of people bringing seven gallons of milk into the house without the plastic bags. That's the, <laughs> that's what I want to see. I want to see them balanced on your head, you know, across your arms, uh, the, the whole thing. See, I thought I was being clever with the when you know with the plastic bags that i have like a, a like the mountain climbers use a, a d oh, ring carabiners yeah, yeah. the d yep. ring looking thing yeah, yeah and i would just go clip 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 and put like six seven ten bags on there and just grab the handle and lift and there you go yeah, yeah. one and trip but put, put a broom handle you get some on each side and just kind of yeah. like Ooh, you know that's, a, that's even a better idea very yeah. isometric <laughs> So, you know, because that challenge, you know, that challenge where you got to just make one trip. Yeah, yeah, one one trip. You know, more more weightlifting, less cardio, that that sort of thing. 
Um, so, uh, and there, there you go. There's your unintended consequences of not having plastic bags. Now you got to do more cardio. And <laughs> who wants to do more cardio? So, all right. Why so didn't they think of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the the new uh, the new health plan in New York State too. But uh, so this is not today's topic, by the way. This is just my my early rant that has almost taken up the whole first segment <laughs> of the show. Um, it's a big issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what we're actually talking about today, uh, we're going to talk about um, why people are leaving New York. Because, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Kevin and I did a show once where we talked about how to cook a Thanksgiving turkey for the first half hour of the show without any plan on talking about it at all no, yeah. it was corn beef corn was beef. the corn beef yes oh, the corn you know. beef yeah. especially St. patrick's day episode oh, okay <laughs> there you go um so what today's topic is actually going to be about we're going to talk about uh new york state and some of the people in the assembly have realized new york has a problem and that problem is people are leaving new york so they are now building a survey, which who knows what's this going to cost us, um, to try to figure out why people are leaving New York State. Um, so that is going to be the first part of our show. And then what we're going to roll into for the second part of the show is uh, we're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren's um, new proposal on making sharing fake information a crime or the creation of fake oh information. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the irony is killing me. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. The, like, to me, I'm just thinking, like, government censorship up the wazoo here. Um, but we're, we're going to talk about that all uh, when we come back from our break. And please comment about this. I want to hear what you guys have to say. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment on Radio Free New York. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got a full studio, full online presence, full remote studio, the whole nine yards. We've got Bob here. Sean's here. Kevin's in the Liberty Closet, but connected remotely. Um, and, and the live stream is just filling up with comments, too. So I, I'm starting I, to feel a certain kind of way here right now because nobody's called me the agent of chaos yet. Oh, not yet. Well, I'm sure it'll come up. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I'm sure. Uh, so I do want to welcome those of you on the live stream because I see you guys are commenting in. People like Garrett, Dan, David, Stephen. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, there, there's somebody on Twitter. I can't read what their name is. I'm not exactly sure. That what Garrett that is. guy, he listens to every show like religiously. Yeah, Garrett's awesome. Garrett is is a religious listener, and I definitely appreciate his comments throughout the uh, throughout the show. Absolutely. Um, so he, here's what I've got for you guys. We're talking about why people are leaving New York, and. Uh, <laughs> 
apparently the people in Albany, they're just starting to kind of like figure out that people are leaving New York, even though it's been happening for a good 10 years now. Somebody probably showed them the math and the budget. Yeah, well, so no, they they don't care about the the money. I mean, they're they're just going to keep exacting their pound of flesh Mm. through from the people of New York. What they care about is that we're going to lose some federal representation. Mm. So that's that's what two seats this time. I, I believe it's uh, two seats, and we've already lost one, how I many, think, how last many, time, how many one do or we two. Have? Uh, I don't have that number here. That's I actually a pretty good question. 29, I think. 29, yeah. We used to have 42. Wow. Yeah, so so we're, we're dropping like flies here in terms of representation, and this is this is a perfect 27. example. 27. Down to 27. Yeah. So, That's right, because we lost two more. two more. Yep. So, so this is a perfect example of how Albany feels about things. Um, Albany looks at the people of New York as subjects, which we already know, mm-hmm. and the rest of the nation too. And their concern is not how much money we're spending, not how much of our tax base we're losing, not about the conditions they're causing people to leave. Their concern is, crap, we're losing our grip on the federal government to be able to control and push the rest of the country into our will as well. Crap, we got to do something about this. Let's create a survey, which uh, is going to cost us money. <laughs> that's what it is. They'll get some friends to conduct the survey, and they'll pay them a few million dollars uh, just to tell them that, you know, it's uh, it's only the weather. Yeah. That's the only reason people are leaving New York. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The same thing like the, the marijuana referendum that they, they were going around asking people. Yeah, which clearly they, they listened yeah. um, about that. So, yeah, so what I did, I, I asked you guys, the listeners, um, you know, what what makes you want to leave New York? And there were just so many comments. Um, and, and by the way, these comments span uh, across all political ideologies. It's not mm-hmm. like Republicans are here making these comments or just libertarians or just Democrats. Um, they, these are people like I recognize some of these names and these are people that um, usually fight with each other in the comments sometimes. Mm-hmm. They, they're all agreeing on many similar things. Uh, probably the the top reason that I'm seeing in the comments right now is uh, this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Andrew Cuomo. Um, his oh, name keeps coming Andrew up in the comments. Cuomo. Yeah. Hmm. So, hmm. yeah. Is he, I, is he scheming Mautavank or something? <laughs> oh, that one. That, that, that guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Governor Cuomo seems to be topping a lot of comments here. But there, there's a bunch of other stuff, too. Like, uh, Chris on Facebook says, overtaxation, too strict of gun laws towards the citizens who actually follow the laws. Not enough punishment for criminals who don't. Trying to be a small business owner and paying almost what you make in taxes. The policy and the lawmakers making ridiculous laws like having to wear a helmet now in a car, which is absurd if it passes. What? Oh, and the lifelong politicians. Um, I, I, I had that car? in my fake news queue. Oh, well, well, Kevin's going to tell us if that's fake news or not. So there, there you go. <laughs> there's, there's a preview. Uh, you guys can't cheat and look it up. Um, but over the next half an hour, you got to think to yourself – is New York proposing that drivers wear helmets? And we're not talking about motorcyclists. We're talking about in a vehicle. Um, can, I just wear a, can I just wear a plastic bag on my head? <laughs> well, those are banned, Bob. So, <laughs> you know. But it's in the car. But, yeah, well, so yeah. where, where to? 
Huh? Wear two bags on your wear, head. Wear two yeah. bags on your head. Just be a rebel. Yeah. I, I do have a, a, a theory that I've just I've kind of put together recently. It kind of came to me of why Cuomo has been pushing people. Let's face it, it's his pushing mm-hmm. people to leave New York State. And I couldn't understand why would he want to do something like that? Why would he want to lose power like that? Why would he want to look bad like that? Oh, he wants to redistribute the Democratic voters across the nation and take them from the Republican areas. Oh, I don't think he wants Democrats to leave. Yeah. yeah I think I mean, he's, yeah, well, I think, it's not going to work. I think he's, you know, because like he didn't petition, he didn't do any kind of uh, campaigning, you know, the last election. So he already thought it was like, I already got it. I know I got it. I can depend on these people. Mm-hmm. But if he forces enough to move away, that would change the votes in other states. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's true, though, because it's like the, the Democrats, they, they kind of like Cuomo for some reason. Uh, and then it's I, I, I don't get it. But, you know, we, the, the, the independents, the Republicans, the libertarians, those are the ones moving down south. They're like, I, I want to lower my taxes. I want to start a business. They're the ones who are taking off. So I, I'm not sure that strategy uh, pans out. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's that's the strategy or not. I mean, I, I will say this, um, that the economic policies in New York are so bad. And so terrible that it isn't just Republicans and conservatives and libertarians and independents leaving. Um, I, I would look at Florida where they have what what is being called a blue state refugee problem <laughs> where, <laughs> you know, essentially people who are used to voting Democrat. New York state is like clearly just abusive with all of its policies and Democrats are leaving, too, and they're going to other states, but they're still voting the same way. Well, which which is like a problem because they've they've been abused and they haven't learned their lesson and they're still moving. But I don't know that that's Cuomo's strategy, though. I think that's just kind of well, happening part, as part a of symptom. His, part of his presidential run that he's planning, I think that's the long game of this. Because, like, take Texas, for example. Absolute Republic stronghold, you know, Republican stronghold. They're getting so many people from California to move in that they're now actually going Democrat. Yeah, I think I think the big cities though have been that way for a while, like uh, Austin. And, and, but I, I usually see this in uh, kind of more conspiratorial, like pretty far right type of stuff. But I, I don't think that's what the intention is. Um, but I do people. I, I see people saying like, "Oh, we need to ban immigrants from New York, uh, in Florida, and Virginia, and Texas." And I'm like, uh. Oh, well, yeah. yeah where, no, where I, am I going to go if New York gets too bad? <laughs> yeah. Well, at, at this point, there's there's not a. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. From somebody who used to live in Canada, out of the frying pan into the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not going to be much better. Either. So, uh, so Wally says unconditional taxes, taxes on taxes, and governor, not in any specific order. Uh, Andrew says taxes and the fact that despite the governor throwing away or throwing money at downstate like it's a shot putting contest. Uh, I'm not going to finish out Andrew's comment <laughs> on air, but you guys can go look it up if you, <laughs> if you, you know, want. It, it's funny because I'm from downstate and I, when I talk to the people downstate, they're being told that their money is all going to funnel projects upstate. Yeah, no, and actually, of course the upstate people are saying true. no. We're funneling all the money to downstate, you know. So it's kind of like, hmm. and I think that that is a great reason to push towards um, 
letting counties be counties and giving counties independence from state government, eliminating unfunded mandates, because it's true. The people downstairs are like, all our money's going to upstate. And the people Mm -hmm. upstairs are like, all our money's going to downstate. Well, why don't we just sever that financial tie then and both people could be happy? Like, I, I feel like both sides don't want their money going elsewhere. So let's just cut it. Let's cut the money. Yeah. Let New York City keep theirs. Let us keep ours. Yeah, the 51st state of Iroquois. Uh, I don't know about all that. But <laughs> um, I, I think home rule, you know, the idea that uh, counties should keep their income tax, they should keep their sales tax, they should keep all of that. Um, New York State already has a state sales tax of 4%. I know a lot of people don't know this, mm. but when you pay your sales tax, you pay 4% to the state and then up to 45 or four and a quarter to your county. I say that 4%, that's the only thing New York State gets. And uh, here's, the, here's the thing, though. The, the other thing we have to do with that is that the upstate counties have to get out from under the thumb of the New York City-based regulations. Because it's just a totally different lifestyle down there. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. New York City can do its thing. But in upstate, you know, we, we need to move away from the Albany regulations that cause our businesses to, to leave and, and go elsewhere. So – it wouldn't matter if we get to keep our own money if we still have to follow the same rules that are breaking our economy in the first place. This sounds exactly like the Northern California, Southern California discussion. Yeah, but well, the the idea of home rule for counties, though, is it severs everything. It's not just the finances. It's unfunded it's, mandates. That's the, that, the, that's the important part. You know, yeah. I want to make sure we're on the same page mm-hmm. about that because it can't just be the money. It's it's got to be everything. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And and I could imagine like you know, Orleans County would probably be the first one because I don't know, Orleans County is is very independent um they they would i think start shutting down regulations like like the very next minute you know you would see these these regulations from albany all these unfunded mandates would be falling off like crazy um sadly i think monroe county my home county would be a little bit slower Mm -hmm. um allegheny county would probably jump on it like like you wouldn't believe i wonder Um, if monroe county would be smart enough to like Drop all the restrictions for opening small businesses. And no, I don't think so. No, unfortunately, it yeah, it's it's not yeah. going to happen. Um, I would like to believe that, but yeah. unfortunately, um, I, I see at, at times in certain regulations the Republicans who hold the majority in our county pushing for more regulations than the Democrats are, um, and it's not always that case. But there have been many cases like that, so I I don't see it happening. All right, guys, that's the music. We are going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about should sharing fake information be a crime or not? Because it's a new proposal. Somebody's proposing it. All right, guys, we'll be back in a moment on Radio Free New York. listening to Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got a full crew today. We've got Bob, Kevin, Sean, and and me, of course. You know. um, so, and you, the and, listener. And me, yeah. And you, the listener. Uh, those of you on the live stream, those of you on the radio waves, um, and those who listen to podcasts later in the day, uh, welcome to the show 
We are going to shift the discussion to should sharing fake information be a crime? And uh, most specifically, this is talking about fake information in terms of an election, in terms of voting. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to step right out of the gate and say uh, if this were to happen – and I'm not saying it's a good idea or anything like that. I'm just going to say if this were to happen, um, probably 99 percent of elected officials would go to jail. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In that case, I'm in favor of it. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. So that that is a compelling argument to to say, hey, maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Um, I actually think it's a a terrible idea based on what I've read so far. Um, And... uh, but I, I, I want to open the discussion. You know, what, what are you guys thinking about this? I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read the proposal. Um, I, I'm, I open this up to the listeners to feel free to call in. Number is 585-346-3000. Once again, that's 585-346-3000. Or comment in on the live stream. Um, and, and we've got Kevin here. Kevin's on remote. Kevin, I'll let you start. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so so let me read off like a, an excerpt from the proposal just so we're on the same page about what we're actually talking about. This is a, a presidential candidate and U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren who's proposing these things, which is hilarious and ironic. But we'll read the excerpt. Uh, Push to create uh, civil and criminal penalties for knowingly disseminating false information about when and how to vote in U.S. elections. or suppression efforts of any kind offer, uh, offend basic uh, American values. In both the 2016 and 2018 elections, online disinformation sought to depress voter turnout by telling people they could vote via text, giving people the wrong date for the election day, and more. I will push for new laws that impose tough civil and criminal penalties for knowingly disseminating this kind of information, which has the explicit purpose of undermining the basic right to vote. There it is. So so that's interesting to me, um, especially the, the text message piece. And the reason that's interesting to me is because for the most part, it's not legal for campaigns to mass text people anyways. Um, there, there are, of course, some loopholes, but this was actually created because of Obama's first campaign where they use this type of technology um, in a way that allowed them to do micro-targeting and allowed them to reach voters in a way that was just never done before, never thought of before. And then very quickly um, after his election, they made sure they closed that up so nobody else could use it. And um, But campaigns still do it. There's some loopholes. Like if there's a human sending the text message, then it's kind of like okay. So you'll see, especially um, the Bernie Sanders campaign uses this a lot. They will have volunteers take a list of numbers and use an app to allow a human to kind of do the mass texting. And that's kind of how they, they get around that with a loophole. Sure been turned into some brilliant memes i've been loving seeing some of the responses to that oh yeah yeah no there's there's some great ones out there i i think the one that i've seen the most is like hi i'm so-and-so from the bernie sanders campaign you know will, will you be supporting him for for the election or whatever and the person says no i'm not gonna do that i'm paraphrasing all this by the way um and the the volunteer responds back oh well if i may ask like who are you supporting you know and the response is uh well if bernie wins probably your whole family and waka waka you know that one's been floating around quite a bit i should have uh i should have grabbed that before the show so i could share it with you guys um when they when they call i try to keep them on the phone for as long 
as possible. Yeah, to tie up their time. Waste don't, their time. Don't be too mean to the campaign volunteers, but just, they, just a little dig in. They get paid hourly. I'm good with it. <laughs> I could sleep at night. There you go. So, so what are your guys' thoughts, though? I mean, should this be something that's illegal, um, especially in the context of of what they're talking about? You know, giving people um, the wrong dates for election, suggesting that you can vote in ways you can't. Um, what, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I'll tell you right now, straight out, I think she's out of her mind, um, especially since the entire Democratic Party right now is being accused of being some sort of, you know, some sort of socialist communist uh, group nowadays, you know, with their their push towards that. And I think it's ridiculous for her to suggest something that would, uh, quite frankly, uh, give Putin a little bit of wood, you know? Sure. Yeah. What, what about you, right. Well, uh, first of all, whenever you see something like this floated out there, uh, you got to ask yourself, what's the real agenda here? Uh, because on the surface, it sounds reasonable uh, because you don't want people spreading disinformation about elections. But here's what the problem is. The difference between truth and falsity sometimes is highly dependent on perspective. Yeah. And who's going to be the ultimate arbiter of whether something is fake or not? That's number one. Number two... I really don't want to set a precedent for regulating speech yeah, I, by I, government. I, I think First, I, Amendment, First Amendment, folks. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I think, you know, we the, the founding fathers covered this, like, and it wasn't like last year or anything. This, was, <laughs> this has been going on for a while. The founding fathers kind of sat there, figured out, you know, this sort of thing. Um, I, I see this as a really, really slippery slope. Oh, and yeah. And I see this as the way that, you know, gun control started, right? It started with something reasonable to protect the people, you know, um, something as simple as like, we need to make sure that this terrible thing doesn't happen in society. Yeah. And, and, and uh, if you read the whole proposal, by the way, it, it doesn't just end with the part that I read. Like it goes on to, to talk about how social media companies ought to be held responsible for misinformation spread on those platforms. See, so there's no specific proposal for that yet, but mm-hmm. it seems like that's the direction it's heading. And that's far more dangerous. So you can you can see how it can be abused pretty quickly. See, that's I was sitting here and I'm thinking right down those same lines, except flip it. How about giving Facebook or social media platforms the right to sue people that post stuff that's fake? Um, well, the basis of the I, suit would be. Yeah, I'm. I'm not Fraud. sure. Like, what and what would the damages be, or like, how how could you do that? I mean, what she's proposing is, is like criminal action. Yeah, that's you know, yeah. No, so, I'm talking about like suing them civilly or something. You yeah. know, so you know, like you know, if the. Bernie Sanders campaign, you know, posts on something on Facebook that's just outright lie. Facebook mm-hmm. can go after them. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Uh, there goes your campaign that, funds. That that they, they, they probably wouldn't do that. They would more take down the content that yeah. they think is well, a lie yeah, no, or, just, or, or flag it as false content, which is what they do currently. Right. What I'm just saying is that, you know, if there's some kind of uh, liability that uh, – you know, that you got to, like, watch your staffers and make sure your staffers don't go on with social media and post some false information, you know. You know I, that they I, can I don't think Facebook wants to be – we talked about this last week, Sean. Facebook doesn't want to be the arbiter of truth. They don't want to be the ones who are figuring out what's fake and what's real and policing that based on what politicians are yeah, saying. Yeah, but don't, so, underestimate, well, don't underestimate their greed. I mean, if they can get a dime out of it, they'll do it. They'll get way more money by letting those politicians run ads. Yeah, and then the, then the other question is like, so well, then they then unequally apply that 
like right. the two campaigns that they support versus the ones they don't. Like, right. oh, that's, I don't like I don't these that. people. Hey, you know but, what? We'll sue these guys, but not these other guys. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Thing. It was just a thought out loud, you know. Yeah. Just. So, so I want to make one point about uh, what well, I, I see these types of things coming mostly from Democrats. And what confuses the heck out of me is it, let, let's say this, this bill passes, right? And, and we give the federal government the power to regulate speech in this manner. What happens when President Trump wins? Like, what, <laughs> it, so, so his administration is going to be the one who's determining what, what truth is in terms of uh, uh, elections? Do, do, does Elizabeth Warren want that? Yeah. and th- hasn't thought is... it through that far, I guarantee you. Hey, real quick, guys, before we go to break, uh, we got Al from Macedon on the line. Al, welcome to the show. We got 30 seconds. Yep. Yeah, hello? Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, say that uh, the fact that Elizabeth Warren has proposed this, I would dismiss it out of hand. <laughs> but, um, I mean, she'd be the first one to be investigated, right? One of the first targets. Oh, yeah. Where would you even start? I yeah, mean, I, the list is so the, long. Yeah. No, I, Al, thank you so much for that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the, the thing about this is um, – it, it kind of how I started this, right? We would just be carting all the elected officials off to jail right right from the get-go. So it's, uh, it's tempting to look at from that perspective and say, yeah, no, this is great. Like we get rid of a lot of like bad elected officials and politicians and people running for office who, who I think wouldn't represent us well. But I, I got to say, guys – I don't want government regulating any type of speech. It's, no. It's no, no good. Bad no, idea. Not at all. All right. Maybe we should pre-arrest all the po- the uh, politicians. You know, like a minority report, a little sure. pre-crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put them all in da- jail just in case. We'll figure out if Guilty they're uh, innocent later. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, guys. We're going to take a brief break here. When we come back, we're going to have our Fake News Friday segment where uh, we try to determine what's fake news and what's not. We'll be back in a moment on Radio Free New York. Free New York. It's fake news Friday. <laughs> Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and you have made it to the fake news Friday segment. Yay. So for those of you listening to the show, maybe for the first time or, or maybe you just haven't caught a Friday, uh, we do this thing called fake news Friday where we pull up headlines and we read them to you. And you get to guess whether or not it's fake news or whether it's true or maybe partially true, partially fake. Um, And I've got one that actually ties really well into this last segment we did. Um, So my my fake news title for you guys, and and I'm not telling you if it's fake or not yet. You guys have to determine that is uh, Tennessee state lawmaker introduces a resolution to recognize CNN and the Washington Post as fake news. Hmm. I think that one's real. Uh, I would go with real. John, you got a thought? I'm just going to be, you know, the opposite. You know, I'm just going to say false. Contrarian. Contrarian. There you go. Thank you. That makes sense. So uh, in Tennessee, House Joint Resolution 779, (laughs) sponsored by Van Haas, is a resolution to recognize CNN and the Washington Post as fake news and condemn them for uh, 
denigrating our citizens. Now, this was actually October 3rd, 2019, so this one's actually kind of old, mm-hmm. but I have the resolution here. It is for the 2019-2020 uh, the um, uh, legislative session here. It, it is true. They uh, they actually did push this through. I, I don't know if it's been voted on or not yet. I couldn't find it. How ironic that I've seen different uh, reports, you know, from different sources that state that... Uh, Fox News is actually the most inaccurate, uh, infactual uh, news station out there. Yeah. So the uh, the thing that um, that they used as as the reason for this is that CNN uh, suggested that Trump supporters belong to a cult and that the president is using mind control and and a few other um, things about like mystic and magic. So they said this is clearly fake. We should now call CNN um, officially as the as the state. The state would uh, recognize CNN and the Washington Post as fake news and a part of the media wing of the Democratic Party. And this is actually word for word. That's that's what's in the legislation. Wow. Yeah. So was it was I mean, it adopted? Fake news, but it- <laughs> I, I you know I don't know the the Tennessee legislative website's a little bit harder to navigate than some of the other states, so I, I didn't find that part. Maybe I'll try to find it for Monday. All right, who who's next? Who's got some? Uh, well, I, I got the helmet one. Oh yeah 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 the helmet one. All right, okay. So did Governor Cuomo suggest that we should require helmets for driving? In in motor vehicles inside a car. In motor vehicles inside a car. Yep. It's so tough to say yes or no, because, <laughs> you know, true or false on that. Because anything to fine us or tax us is possible by Cuomo. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I wish deep down inside that this was fake. But there's that nagging at me that mm. that this is true. So I, I'm going to say that this this could possibly be real. He he probably did say that, but I I just deep down inside hope I'm wrong right now. I, I'm going to play you wrong, and I'm okay, going to try to happen. say I'm going to say please, please, please say no. It's false. All right, Bob, what are Bob, your thoughts? It's false. It's false. false. Is it? All right. So I'll read this. This is from an article from Forbes. Uh, and they were having a discussion about whether or not like e-bikes should require helmets or regular bikes should require helmets. So they're having a discussion about that. So this guy from uh, Streets Blog NYC, uh, Gersh Kuntzman, uh, asked Cuomo if he might consider helmet compulsion for car drivers given the vast number of car drivers involved in fatal crashes die as a result of head trauma. Mm-hmm. After a long pause, the governor said, I'm thinking. Uh-huh. He then followed up with, I don't know enough. I'd like to see the data. That's how, so he kind of just passed mm, on the question. He yeah, didn't say yes yeah. or no. He's just like maybe. That He's like, trying to think. What's the political calculus here? How do I? How can I answer this and get yeah, some? Yeah, that's what I was going through. It. I was like, yeah. how can I? How can I make the most out of this? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think I think I kind of won on this one because it's how how can we tax this? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly. How can we make money? I I'm thinking means, do we tax helmet sales? Hmm. I'm gonna have to get back to you because if we don't, we have to do that first before we make this yeah. law. That's that's what he was thinking. All right, who uh, who's got one? Sean, you got one? Yeah, I, I got one. Okay, so there's this woman in Calgary that is trying to start a movement after being upset with seeing videos of men being abused and seeing men in abusive relationships. And she's going with the, uh, you know, like they had a hashtag Me Too movement. Well, she's going with hashtag 
no dich. Mm. And that is... So is there a headline with that, or that's just kind of like the backstory? That's the backstory. That's the backstory. I don't know. So wait, this is this is for men or against men? It's it's to support men. It's to support men in abusive relationships to get out those relationships. Okay. And I, I don't know if that's fake news or not. I mean, I, I know yeah, there's I a lot know. of organizations supporting uh, supporting men uh, through domestic violence, which which doesn't usually get a lot of media attention. I'm not sure about this person specifically, though. True or fake? Yeah, no, I'll say I'll say it's true. I can't vote because I already know. Oh, you already know. Oh man. All right. I I mean, it's. I recuse like, myself. Yeah, I, it sounds like something that's probably happening, right? So it is true. There is a woman on TikTok, uh, a 23 year old woman in Calgary, who is uh, uh, doing videos uh, with the hashtag Roma Army or hashtag No Dick, and that's N O D I Q K. And um, she makes very, very funny short videos and trying to encourage men to, you know, set boundaries and go, hey, look, you know, if this is what's happening, get out, you know. And um, I think she's doing a fantastic job. And if you're a TikTok user, you can find her at uh, Rome, uh, Roma Greek Goddess. And that's her her name that she uses. Well, there you go. There you go. All okay. right. Uh, who else has got one? I got one. Okay. He gets the music. (laughs) That's because I got it over here. I can can push the button. Uh, You can, uh, let's see, a story here. You can fight the coronavirus with Lyme. Oh, hmm. I, I, I thought you were going to say you could fight it with Jenny, but... Uh, you can fight <laughs> the coronavirus <laughs> with Lyme. I'm going with uh, with fake news on this one. Yeah, although although Lyme, Lyme actually has acidic properties Yes, that's where I'm it. going so with actually, it. <laughs> like, I, hmm, now that I'm thinking about this, if you were yeah, to... Yeah, y'all are going to overthink this. Okay, if, <laughs> if, you inge- if you have the coronavirus, you ingest a Lyme, no. However, if you had a Petri dish with the coronavirus and you squeezed Lyme juice in it, I would say that is possible. Yeah, that, that's kind of that's where my, my thoughts are going to. Like, depending on context, probably eating limes won't do it, but bathing in Lyme might. It's totally made up by me, actually. <laughs> not, not only is it fake news, it's not even a news story. News. But, I, but I have a Bob, rel- you're making the fake news. I, I am. I, and I, I plead guilty to that <laughs> because it's just all in fun as opposed to for a living like CNN. But uh, there's a related story, and that is, you know, you, you see in the news media all these people, particularly in China, they're all running around with those face masks on. The face masks are, uh, now this is from the Independent, UK, no fair looking it up. Uh, People rush to buy these face masks to to protect themselves from coronavirus, but they are uh, not effective in protecting you against coronavirus, true or false. Oh, that's true. Kevin says it's true. He says it's pretty confidently. The the, the most, most masks that you buy are not effective. Yeah, uh, and that's, it's, that's it's uh, most diseases are not transferred. Uh, most illnesses are not transferred through air. It's through some touch. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm just going with true because Kevin was so confident when he said true. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have full confidence in every answer now, and I'm going to get Andrew on a bunch but, of these. There you go. Now, yeah. You guys are right. I mean, the, the, the face masks are too loose, first of all. They don't fit very well. Mm, and you yeah. usually get the viruses through your eyes. Oh, there you go. Mm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Radio Free New York. We will be back at it on Monday. Mm.